Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now. And with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall. And if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball. Now go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream that was harder to live. Here's your host. Welcome on in here to the Hooper's Log. It is November 17th. It is me, Andrew. I am going to be your host tonight. Uh, Chris is working hard and or hardly working. It is tough for us to know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, You know, I I know he's out there listening. Um, You know, he just couldn't be on tonight, which, you know, I've missed a few shows. It's going to happen either way when you're a a five-day-a-week show. Uh, we got a fun show for you tonight. It's going to go, you know, we're we're hoping all the way until 8.15. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things. We have, you know, of course, our recap of yesterday's day in the NBA. Uh, it's interesting with it being a 7.30 Eastern time show tonight. What we have is the ability to uh, actually watch some of these games as we're doing the show. I got League Pass on in front of me. I got my computer here for all the stats, so that's going to be fun. Now, we have two giant games in college basketball tonight. We have Michigan State University taking on the number four ranked Kansas Jayhawks on ESPN, part of the 24-hour overdose special, as I like to call it. That's on at 10 o'clock. And then about to tip off any second here, we have number two, John Calipari-led Kentucky Wildcats versus number five, Coach K-led Duke Blue Devils. So that that is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, outside the world of basketball, uh, as you know, we've talked a little bit of 2K on this show. Me and Chris both like to play some video games. So with that, today, a game I have been anticipating for months, Star Wars Battlefront came out. I mean, I'm excited. I want you guys to call in and talk about this just as much as I want you guys to call in and talk about, uh, you know, basketball. But whatever, either way, of course, we're here in the FanDuel studios. What we want you to do is call in, and I want you to win NBA 2K16. Of course, it's the PlayStation 4 edition, as we've said many times. The question is, uh, as we've said also many times, how many points did Michael Jordan score in uh, Game 5 of his NBA Finals career? So take up all the points he scored in the NBA Finals, Game fives, tally them up, and that's what you got. But first, what I want to get into is uh, yesterday's recap. And to start that, of course, as we do every time. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. Thank you, Kevin Hart. I appreciate that. So, last night we saw a few things. We saw the Lakers fall to 2-9, and nine, you know, allow, allow a ton of points to the Suns. The Suns came out and dropped 120 points. Now, something we saw in this game, 
Uh, we actually saw two of these last night performance from Brandon Knight. Of course, there's our whiteboard-worthy performances. You can see anywhere up to, I think we've seen 12 in one night, one night. Um, I want to say this is our first star-worthy performance. I can't confirm nor deny that, but as far as I know, this is our first one. Brandon Knight went for 30 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists, and four steals. Okay, that's no joke. That is a superstar line, plus 21, plus minus. He is now averaging over 20 points a game, five assists, and four rebounds, opposite of Eric Bledsoe, who's also been playing great. I mean, this this Suns team has been fun to watch. They're now six and four. You know, they got the lucky schedule where seven of their first 11 games are at home. That's an, always a nice way to start your season. Uh, but, you know, they, they took it to the Lakers. They couldn't be stopped. Their lowest point total in a single quarter was 23. And then, you know, they exploded in the fourth quarter for 40 points. Um, Kobe sat out this game. He was making comments along the lines of he barely could walk after the game against the Pistons, uh, which is almost sad to hear. Um, but, you know, it's going to happen when you're, you know, old enough to be a grandpa. Uh, you know, the the Lakers – they played the same defense they've been playing for three years now. It hasn't been good. Um, the lone bright spot on this team from last night, is it seems like he's been the lone bright spot for a season and almost a quarter now, is Jordan Clarkson. Dropping 20 points, uh, 50% shooting, two or three from three. He also, you know, threw two rebounds in there and assists. You'd like to see those numbers jump up. But in 33 minutes, he only had two fouls. He's a really good young player. Now, is he ever going to take the leap to a star? That's something we really got to we, we really got to see. Who knows? Um, you know, he could be the next Jimmy Butler, or he could kind of level out, which it, I don't think is unrealistic, even with how young he is. Uh, he's just a player who who came into the league. I think it's more likely he's Jimmy Butler than he is Jordan Clarkston for the rest of his career. If you if you get what I'm saying by that. Um, and, and I think right now he is the cornerstone of this franchise, more so than D'Angelo Russell, more so than Julius Randle. I think right now Jordan Clarkson is who you have to build this franchise around because you can't go and say, well, we picked this guy late, we picked D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle early because Jordan Clarkson has shown the ability to go up against NBA caliber guards, all-star caliber guards, and play his game right. I mean, he dropped 20 points against this quarter, Brandon Knight and Eric Bloodstone. They're no joke. Combined for 51 points last night, 18 assists, 11 rebounds. Of course, about 90% of the rebounds and assists were from Brandon Knight. But, you know, this is the, this is an average night for them. They're Every night they seem to be coming out. They seem to be playing their game while the rest of their team just chips in here and there. Uh, Tyson Chandler, 23 points, didn't score, but he got his nine rebounds. He played the defense we're used to, him, we're used to seeing him play. But, you know, the Lakers just, <laughs> they look bad again. Uh, we saw we saw the Blazers against the Spurs. You know, I, I threw out the thought maybe, just maybe, the Blazers were coming back down to earth when they had that fourth quarter against the Pistons. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> I think I might have been right on this one. Uh, they have lost, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six in a row since that point with this loss of the Spurs. Um, it was it was cool to see them get off of that start after all the critics, including myself, said, you know, this season's going to be really rough for them. Uh, but now, you know, we're, we're seeing a team that lost four out of five starters. You can't, you can't 
be a playoff team year after losing four out of five starters unless you just add LeBron or add Kevin Durant. And even then, it, it'd be hard for a team to be a playoff team, especially in the Western Conference. I mean, Damian Lillard still playing fantastic basketball, averaging 25 points a game. I, he's making me regret calling him the most overrated player in basketball every night. But then you look on the Spurs side. Um, I don't think they've looked dominant yet, yet this season. Uh, you know, the more I watch them, the more I like my pick for them to only win 49 games. And the reason I keep bringing that up is because if they only win 49 games, I am going to rub it in your guys' face like nobody ever has before, okay? Because, in my opinion, that's the boldest of all bold predictions, especially after adding LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, then, you know, but, but speaking of LaMarcus Aldridge, he scored six points last night. This has not been a very good marriage so far. He's averaging under 14 or under 16 points a game. He's at 15.2. That's away from his career average of 19.3. He's shooting about four and a half percent lower from the field. Uh, he's been getting some some rebounds in there. He had 19 the other night. Uh, so you've seen flashes, but you know he goes for 17 and 19, and it's against Philadelphia. So you can't. I mean, let's let's give it until about the midway season before we make before we make any assumptions because you don't really know how it's going to go. But but then again, you know this this team. It's the Spurs. It's Pop. It's Duncan. It's Parker. Kawhi, Danny Green, LA 12, David West came over. This team's going to be dominant at some point. They're going to go on a stretch. Oh, and by the way, without looking dominant, they're 8-2. and two. So, I mean, it's 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 still a great basketball team. Uh, the Grizzlies uh, shocked the Thunder. Uh, Grizzlies were at home for this one. Ended up winning the game 122-114. to 114. Anytime you allow 122 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder, you're not in the best of places. Uh, or, excuse me, to the Memphis Grizzlies. You're not in the best of places. Uh, you know, Mario Chalmers, he, he went nuts. He scored what? Let's see, 29 points. On He only took 13 shots, but he, he went to the line 15 times. Mario Chalmers went to the free throw line 15 times. That That's more times than the starting lineup shot sprees. Just think about that. You allowed 122 points to the woeful offense of the of the Memphis Grizzlies. Sure, great defensive team, made the playoffs the past few years, been very, very good, but their offense has never been it and never will be. So you really got to work on that. Russell, Russell Westbrook, um, you know, he is right with Brandon Knight last night and another star worthy performance. They're so rare. Anytime you see two in one night, that is something incredibly rare. With 40 points, 14 assists, four rebounds, three steals. He did have eight turnovers in this game. That's unacceptable, but when you are when you have as high of a usage percentage as he does, that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, he, he amazing game from him. He, you want set MVP, you can tell. With Kevin Durant out, you just see what he can do. He's averaging 27 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds. That is absurd. Now, what a lot of people don't realize, they'll throw out, well, Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double. The pace of the play when Oscar Robertson played compared to now is almost one and a half, or is almost half times less. I'm trying to word this right. When Oscar Robertson played, the pace was one and a half times what it is now. So, essentially... 
take all of Russell Westbrook's numbers and times them by 1.5, and that's about what they'd be in Oscar Robertson's era. So you're looking at around 30, 40 points, 15 assists, and somewhere close to 14 rebounds. So what Russell Westbrook's doing right now, and and even over the last half of last year, is one of the most amazing things the game of basketball has ever seen. And people will not appreciate it because, you know, people like to call him selfish even though he leads the league in assists, and people look at the turnovers, but they don't look at them with context. Where's the usage rate at? Where Where's so many other things at? Um, you know, the Celtics beat the Rockets last night. The Rockets have now fallen to four and seven. This is a team that uh, so many people had in the finals. Uh, I, I remember preseason, Chris, and this isn't to bash you. I'm not trying to call you out here, but but Chris at one point had them as the favorite to win the championship, and I'm not saying they can't win a championship. We're 11 games in. But they had that beautiful start where seven of your first 11 games are at home, and they're 4-7, and seven, including a 2-5 and five start at home. James Harden doesn't score 40 points. It really seems like this Rockets team can't win a game. Uh, he's averaging, I mean, he's only shooting 37% from the field, but he's averaging 27 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. So we don't want to knock James Harden for the way he's been playing, but he has been incredibly inconsistent. Um. On the other side of things, Isaiah Thomas has been a model of consistency, averaging 21 points a game over his last three. He has 23 points, then 20 points, then 23 points, uh, over six assists. So this has been a guy who's really been carrying the Celtics, along with Marcus Smart, who, by the way, in 30 minutes, he scored four points. But his plus-minus was plus 30. Plus 30 in this game. That's absurd. That's almost into God territory, okay? Plus 30, plus minuses, you will not see every day. Plus 25 is ridiculous. Plus 20 is really good. But in this game, you know, the the Celtics come out, they win by 16 points. Um, And probably the game of the night from yesterday, the Bulls took on the Pacers. They won 96-95 to improve to 7-3. Uh, six out of their ten, first ten games are at home. Like I said, that's always lovely to have. Hitch off to the first star. You always want the majority of your beginning and the majority of your end season games to be at home. You you don't you'd rather have that away stretch in the middle of the season. Uh, that way, you know you can you can get on the hot streak because it's all about how you start, how you finish. You can always recuperate what you do if you fluctuate a little bit in that middle, but especially in the end. Second place would definitely be the beginning. Uh, Paul George, 26 points, six rebounds, five assists. I saw something like he has the third most games with over 26 points, six rebounds, and over three assists in a row ever. Behind, I think it was Kevin Durant and maybe Oscar Robertson. It was the third most ever. Um, so he's been playing terrific ball, MVP caliber, 25 points, nine rebounds, five assists. You know, he, he is a superstar. He's still a superstar. It's awesome to see some, he's come back from the leg injury the way he had. You go to the Bulls, you get Derrick Rose, who had a very nice game. Uh, he He's day-to-day now. He re-injured himself somehow. I don't have the full story on that, so I don't want to get into it and sound silly. Uh, Jimmy Butler had a nice night. But the Bulls still, even being 7-3, and three, don't look like a dominant team that can go out and compete with the Cavs. Uh, this Pacers team is good. Chris got giddy over them in the preseason. Uh, and, and, you know, they're 6-5, and five, 
They started only three, so since then they're six and two. So they're still a very good team. Um, but with that, you have to be able to beat these teams like the Bulls when their best player, Jimmy Butler, isn't having the dominant game. Sure, he got close to his averages. He got 17 points. Um, he shot 50% from the field. But then you look, Pau Gasol only had five points. Miritich only had six points. So this is a team that didn't have their best night. Uh, shot 40%, or excuse me, shot, yeah, 40.7% from the field. The Where they got saved was their 40% from the three-point line, making six out of 15. Um, and then, of course, you had you know, the Dallas Mavericks and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Mavericks almost looked like they took it easy. 76ers are now 0-11. They're the first team in the history of the NBA to start back-to-back games or back-to-back seasons 0-10 or worse. It's it's not good there. Um, Julio Okafor continues to impress. I don't like him on the defensive side of the ball. Although he gobbled up 11 rebounds, I don't love him on the glass. I really feel like this is a guy who can show more effort uh, down low when he has to get physical and down low when he has to get physical on the defense. Um, but, you know, you're still seeing these bright spots. P.J. McConnell's was awesome. Nick Stauskas, although he, he didn't score in this game, he's looked very good this year, averaging almost 10 points a game. Uh, Nerland's Noel is averaging almost a double-double. So this team has looked very good this season individually. They have put up nice individual stats, but as we've seen, that's not going to get you wins, uh, especially in the NBA where there's five guys for each team and you know for the most part what the other team's going to do. You need to learn how to move the ball, how to stretch the defense, how to confuse the defense to get that one guy open at the end of the play. If you watch all the great teams, the Warriors especially, the Cavs, the Spurs, these teams will have plays where they end up touch, they end up passing the ball to seven different players and not one dribbles. And that seventh player, and maybe the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth player also did, but that seventh player will have a wide open shot at the end. That will An NBA player, especially a three-point shooter shooting a wide open shot, is somewhere close to 75%, okay? This is this is something that that needs to be done. So when Sam Hinkie says it's a process, it's this, well, it's time to start putting the pieces together so they can play together. Um, you know, you don't put these pieces together. You just keep drafting this talent. You just keep drafting big after big. You just keep tanking and tanking. Eventually, it's not going to work anymore. Eventually, this 0 for 11 to start the season is going to get very frustrating for the fans Philadelphia, and they're not going to give you their money anymore. So this draft, if these Philadelphia 76ers fans don't see Sam Hinkie go out and get the correct player for their team, the fit, the the correct caliber, everything, he needs to be done. They need to they need to force him out of town. That's what should happen with these teams. You know that that continue to tank and continue to just say well, I don't care if you're spending your money on us. This is going to be good five years from now. That's not how it works, and that's not how it should work. Um, but but let's let's that's that's our recap. Uh, let's move on to something real quick. Let's talk a little bit of Star Wars Battlefront. I don't want to take too long on this because I know we're a basketball show, but I'm a video game junkie, okay? And I mean a junkie. I will play video games whenever I can. You know, I'm working 50 hours a week, but when I'm not working, I'm playing video games or sleeping. Uh, Taste of Battlefront after work today, I did not play much. Uh, But with that, the limited amount I did play, 
first of all, I dominated. Just want to give a shout out to myself because I did do that. <laughs> um, but it, it was fun. The, the graphics were amazing. Uh, you know, everything, everything in that game seemed smooth. Uh, you, you had fun. You, you enjoyed playing it from the stance of you didn't feel uncomfortable right away because the controls are pretty close to Call of Duty. So I know most of you guys out there play Call of Duty. It's just the thing that you play. Even though you might not like it a month after it comes out, you will binge play that game for the first month. It, it was very similar to that. So it was very, very fun. Um, couple things around the NBA world. Kentucky and Duke have tipped off. Uh, number five, Duke is trailing. Number 12, Kentucky, 12 to nine right now. Jamal Murray has 12, or five points already, excuse me. Marshall Plumley, though, I believe he's the final Plumley brother. I hope he's the final Plumley brother. Has, did I see that right? He has all nine of Duke's points right now. So Grayson Allen and Brandon Ingram are definitely going to have to get involved here if they plan on sticking with these Kentucky Wildcats. Um, let's check around the NBA world, the scoreboard. Looks like my Pistons are leading the Cavaliers 16-14. to uh, The Bucks are leading the Wizards 38-36. to The Atlanta Hawks are leading the 1-9 but almost beat the Warriors, and that's 7-4. Uh, the Miami Heat are leading the Timberwolves 13-10. to And the final game that's going on right now, the Knicks are leading the Hornets 13-9. to Or, excuse me, now 13-11. to uh, Reggie Jackson's got off to a hot start. He's 4-4 four four from the field with 8 points and 2 assists. Um, you know, I want somebody to call in right now. I want to hear you guys talk. It does look like we have a caller on the line, so I'm going to let them in here, see what they want to talk about. All right, a little bit loud. I'm gonna go ahead and mute them real quick. That was that was a little bit loud. If they can quiet their phone down, I'll be happy to get them back on. I'll try them here in a few minutes. Um, now from that, let's let's take a look around. Okay, so preview of tonight. We have, like I said, we get the Cavaliers Pistons as let's see who is that? Contavious Caldwell Pope just drained a corner three to go up. 19 to 6. Uh, excuse me, that was that might have been Reggie Jackson. I can't tell you. Um, but you got some fun games tonight. I mean, you got the Hornets and the Knicks, which you know might not be the best teams, but that should be fun. You get to see how much has this Knicks team really improved. Who uh, who can dominate a game like this? Can the Hornets go through and dominate, or can the Knicks use the young talent mixed with the veteran leaders to dominate? Um, if anybody, I you know this is a game that could really that could really go you know maybe into overtime. I think it's going to be close to that. And I'm I'm really rooting for the Knicks in this one. I'm a Hornets fan, uh, but I, I am rooting for the Knicks. I want to see this Knicks team do good. There's something about them. Uh, maybe it's you know that I was a Chris Depps Porzingis. I was very I was a very big fan of him during the draft process. Um, and, and I guess we'll just see from this point if he can continue the way he's played because it's been wonderful. Um I all right, let's go ahead and try to get this caller back on here. Uh see if it's still so loud. Give me one second. Um I all right. All right, caller you there? Try to get this caller back on here. Yeah, I'm here. All right, you got to turn your turn your volume of the show down a little bit cuz I can hear my echo in the back. What's going on? What's your name? Yeah, Oh, my name's Chris. All right, you got your, the iPad uh, and question, the phone. And... Yeah, yeah, uh, not not really a question. Just... All right, what's going not on? Not really a question. Just kind of want to 
you know, touch base with the whole video game thing. You know, Battlefront, long-awaited, uh, you know, Fallout just came out, Call of Duty, so, so many great video games. And, you know, hearing the great response, you know, from you about about Battlefront, it's really promising. It's, that's the one game I haven't really pre-ordered or gotten really into. Um, but it's it's definitely something that I, I love hearing the positive review about because... I, I may go pick that up now. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely recommend it. Um, you know, it's it's cool. You get to play as a lot of the people. You can play as Han Solo, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker. So, And, and there's also going to be things right around the time of the movie. Uh, they'll be having add-ons for that. Uh, and if you're a big fan of the Star Wars movies like I am, I'm a huge fan. Um, you know, it, it that's going to be awesome, especially if the movie lives up to the hype. Uh, but I would definitely like, like I said, recommend go getting it because it is it's a blast to play. Anything else from you, Chris? No, man. I just I like listening to the show. I'm glad to be listening whenever I can. You know, like I say, I work a lot, just like you. Um, other than that, about video games and watching sports and <laughs> love the show. Appreciate it. All right, appreciate having you on, Chris. Feel free to call at any time. Right on. Thank you. Yep. See ya. All right, good to hear from caller. It's been a little while since we have, so we appreciate having Chris on. Um, yeah, like, like I said, Star Wars is fun. It, it's a it's a blast. Um, but let's get back in. Looks like the Pistons are leading 26-21 over the 82 Cavs. Now, if the Pistons could find a way to pull this game off, that would be huge for this team, okay? That that would be you know they started five and two and had two out of three games that they should have won. They should have really been seven and three at that point. They lost to both the at the time one win Kings and one win Lakers. Those are two losses that can't happen if you want to make a legitimate playoff push. Now leading five in the first quarter against the Cavs right now looks like Reggie Jackson's come out really hot. He's got eleven and four. Uh, LeBron's got already ten points, so it looks like LeBron's giving him a good punch and they're sticking with it. Uh, you know, Drummond's already got five rebounds, of course. He's probably going to get 20 tonight, even against a great rebounding team that the Cavs are. But a win a win in this game for the Pistons would be huge. This would put this team to 6-5, and five, um, and, I, and they, they have a pretty favorable schedule coming up. Uh, let me just take a look here. looks like they got Minnesota coming up, a Washington team who hasn't looked great, a, Mi- or a Milwaukee team who hasn't looked great. Then it gets a little bit more difficult with Miami and Oklahoma City. But but this is a team who can really compete with, with most teams in the NBA, as they're shown in this first quarter against Cleveland. They they might not be better than most of these teams, but they can sit around, they can compete, they can they can frustrate these teams, they can really make them mad. Now, uh looks like we got a good game going on in Washington DC. We got the Bucks and the Wizards at uh t- or Wizards are up too. Um, you know, we've seen Giannis on Tuckatumbo ever I Sorry, I'll never learn how to say his last name. He's averaging 18 points a game this year on 52% shooting. That potential that you always hear about this guy, who, who, by the way, isn't even 21 years old yet, who I feel like he's been in the league 10 years, that potential is really starting to show. I mean, 18 points a game is no joke. Uh, You know, 7.2 rebounds, a block, a steal. This guy is doing it on both ends of the court. And, and you know he is just he is a pleasure to watch. This guy is this guy is unreal, especially now that he's added that strength. Uh, he's got the muscle. He's got 
He's got the length. He's got unbelievable length. He's got, I think, longer arms. I haven't seen the exact measurements, but what it looks like on the court, he really looks on the defensive end like he could be like Tayshaun Prince, just chasing you down and stuffing you with those long arms because those things are nasty, to say the least. Um, then you got the Hawks and Nets. Looks like the 8-4 and four Hawks right now are down. Again, we're, we're about, what, eight minutes into the game, so let's not react yet. Um, but it looks like, let's see, it's 15 to 13 nets. That's really not a game that I think is going to intrigue many people. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. You know, the Hawks should end up winning this game by quite a few points. But, you know, it, the, the nets have looked good as late. Sure, they're one and nine, but they just hung with the Warriors. So let's not, let's not just disqualify them from this game yet. Uh, looks like the Heat have come out really hot against the Timberwolves. Uh, this is an interesting game to me. You get to see Hassan Whiteside take on Carl Anthony Towns, which is going to be fun. Um, looks like Minnesota is down 11 to 21 right now. Though. Uh, looks, like it's been a pretty balanced attack from the Heat. Got five points from Drogic, two from Wade, five from Dang, four from Whiteside, and five from Winslow. So you know that's pretty balanced attack. Well, in Minnesota, you got five from Wiggins already. Um, but you know they're coming out really slow. But still, the first quarter, you know the NBA is a game of runs. Um, this is a game that intrigues me not only from the fact that you get to see Hassan Whiteside versus Carl uh, Anthony Towns, but you could see Andrew Wiggins versus um, you know a small two two people, a small forward who came in this year, and a small forward who um, a small forward or a shooting guard, an old shooting guard that I'm sure he's going to put some defense on. Uh, I believe we got Chris on the line here. Let me let me check real quick see if he can sneak in here for the last 15 minutes. What's up, Timo Buckets? Hey, up, Chris, man? how are you? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm at work. As you can tell, you can probably hear the wind in the background and all the other sorts of stuff. I, I want to come in and be a caller. You know, obviously, uh, you've, you've, uh, you're taking over for a day. I like the change of pace. I like the video game talk. It's awesome. I like it. I like the fact that we're getting callers giving us compliments. This is good stuff. For those of you who are listening live to us now, I am the normal host, uh, but Andrew's doing an outstanding job. Um, uh, I'd like to, at some point, if I can get my shifts changed, I'd like to actually have this time slot. This is an awesome time slot. I'm kind of sitting around, walking around at work, and I'm thinking, this is cool, man. We're doing a show at a pretty sweet time. But I had a couple of questions for you before I get back to work. Well, one of them was just about the Pistons. I just had one question, and then basically I wanted to preview a game before I get off. Uh, Pistons in L.A. this weekend was interesting. Um, I wanted to ask you this yesterday on the show. What happened, man? I mean, I didn't really watch these games, but to see them lose to the Clippers is one thing, and they came out and played well. But then to get dominated against the Lakers was really, really weird. What did you get from that and watching that this weekend? Um, you know, the main, the main thing I got from it is really they hadn't been home in almost a week and a half. You know, the West Coast road trip can get absolutely brutal. And, you know, I still think this is a really good team. But I think that it really did get to them more than it would have got to most teams. But they're young. This is something they're going to have to learn from, something they're going to have to battle through, how to really stay stay fresh on a long road trip. Because it's not the only time in their careers they're going to have a long road trip. Not the only time in the season they're going to have, have to have a long road trip. Um, if you're watching, yeah. I'm watching them play right now against the Cavs. Um, you know, they look fresh. They look excited to be home. Like, oh, I finally got to sleep in my bed. I finally got to sleep you know, some of them next to their wives, which, you know, for these guys, when they're away for a week and a half, that can be a pretty big deal. They finally got to see their kids. So a lot of things are off their shoulders. 
they look fresh, they look ready to play. Unlike unlike the game against the Lakers, like which was unacceptable, got scored and outscored in every quarter but one. So you know it's it's just something. It's nice to be home. I think it was a lot of that, but there's it, it's still an unacceptable game. Right, and it's just it's one of those things where you watched it and you're just like, wow, what the heck's going on here? But another thing, and, and, and obviously we just talked about the Pistons, but man, this game tonight that is, I'm telling you, you better get your popcorn ready. You better get your hopes up because Toronto and Golden State tonight, I am more than pumped. That game is going to be on my phone tonight. I mean, obviously we got the big, we got the big basketball games on in college basketball, early season edition, but man, this Toronto and Golden State game tonight, I am excited. I'm ready to watch Kyle Lowry duke it out with Steph. Obviously, Clay Thompson and DeMar DeRozan. You also got Jonas Valanciunas and a guy uh, facing off against a guy and Andrew Bogut who have similar styles. What do you see from this game? And then I'll let you take the rest of the show away, Andrew. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick prediction, and it's it's a bold prediction. You can hold me to it. I'll stand with it. I'm not worried about that. I got the Raptors winning this game by over 10 points. Um, wow. I think the Warriors came out, came out really weak against the Nets. As you saw, they went to OT. Now, I don't think this team cares about being as 11-0 as much as most teams would be. Um, but I do think they, they're they going to start coming out a little nonchalant, like, oh, we're going to beat these guys. We're gonna, we we always win. We haven't lost yet, which I think it's more human nature than anything. I don't think it's anything about the team. I don't think it's anything about, you know, they, they're cocky. I just think it's human nature that when you're 11-0, you really, really, you know, just like to uh, – you just like to – or not like to, but you just kind of get nonchalant. But, you know, this is going to be a fun game. Like you said, I'll stay up late to watch it for sure. It's the only late-night game, so, you know, everybody's going to be talking about it on Twitter, especially if it goes the way we see. But if you're a betting man and you see a nine-and-a-half-point uh, favorite favor to the Warriors, you go and you take the Raptors. Mark my words, okay? Take that to the bank. Um, but, Chris, man, I hope I'm making you proud up here. Again, this is the first show I've ever hosted. Kind of nerve-wracking for me, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, I I really appreciate you calling me in and giving me that extra boost of confidence. All right, looks like we already lost him. Looks like he already got out of here. Um, All right, we got about 10 minutes and 10 seconds left on the show. Uh, Again, anybody who wants to call in, feel free to call in. We're talking... NBA, we're talking UK versus Duke, which is now tied at 18 with nine minutes left in the first. Uh, we, and then we're also talking Kansas versus Michigan State. Michigan State's in my final four this year, so is Duke. Those are my early season predictions. Um, now, something Chris said about this time slot, I'm with him. I love this time slot. My favorite thing is that I am sitting right in front of my TV right now, and I am watching every game as we talk about them. That is the beautiful thing about League Pass, the beautiful thing about 730 at night. Uh, so this is this is something that if we can get it, let's get it. Um, uh, you know, this is this is a fun night of basketball. I've said it many times during this show alone. But let's let's get into the Kansas versus Michigan State game a little bit. Uh, something that came from this year that during the off season that uh, really intrigued me of what Tom Izzo said and made me really look into this team. Uh, he said that this Michigan State Spartan team might be the best three-point shooting team he's ever had. Now, that's that's saying something, being that he's been to six Final Fours and he's won a title. 
This guy is one of the elite coaches in the entire NBA. Um, and we're gonna we're really gonna see a battle of coaches tonight uh, with with Kansas and Michigan State. This is gonna be a game that that you know I, I think it could go down as a as a classic. Izzo versus Self all time. Izzo is winning the battle six to five. So you know Self's gonna be very motivated to tie it up, make it six six. Uh, you know the last meeting I believe was last year when Kansas won sixty one to fifty six. Uh, but this is this is a fun game. I you know it's it, it, and it's sad that it's almost second fiddle to this Kentucky versus Duke game, which is already looking outstanding at twenty to twenty. Like I said, um, you you get to see. I mean, you get to see half the NBA draft in these two games combined. This is this is two games with supreme talent. With with talent, you only see out of three four teams consistently every year. That's and th- these are really the four teams who will consistently do it. You'll always see the five-star future lottery picks on Kentucky. You'll always see them on Duke. You'll always see them on Kansas. Now, the thing about Michigan State, they're normally ran by a few, you know, late first-round picks that is always molded into into real NBA potential players who maybe came out as third and four stars. Different thing about this MSU team is that most of these players, or not most of them, but they have two uh, two five-stars coming in and a four-star. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Tom Izzo handles this because it is a little bit different than his team in the past. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's it's going to be a fun game. I, I think it'll come down to the buzzer, but I think I think Michigan State will eventually win it. The chance to outcoach uh, Bill Self. I do think Izzo is a better coach. I think Self's a pretty good coach, but uh, of course he's a very good coach. He's an elite coach, but I don't think he's in the Izzo Cal Perry. Uh, as far well, Cal Perry's not even in that, but Izzo, Coach K rankings. Um, he's he's just a, a small notch below those guys. As LeBron just took it to the rim and got fouled, so it looks like Cleveland's going to at least tie it up here against Detroit. Uh, we've got about six minutes left in the show here. Want to hear you call in? Again, we're talking we're talking video games. We're talking a little bit of Star Wars. Uh, as you hear the lightsaber in the background here. Uh, you know, and, and hey, if you want to call in and talk about the show, that's that's awesome too. Again, the number is three two three six four two fifteen fifty eight. One more time, three two three six four two fifteen fifty eight. I want to hear you call in. I want to get something from you guys in the last six minutes here. Uh, any questions? Anything you want to talk about? Let's let's do it. Um, so with that. Let's let's take a look at the scores again. You know, it's that's that's the hard part when when you're not previewing games as much. You got to find the right time. Wow. Okay. Last time we looked at this, it was I believe 41 to 40 or 40 to 42. The Wizards were leading the Bucks. Uh, the current score is 62 to 44. The Wizards have scored 35 points in the second quarter, opposed to Milwaukee's 15. So it looks like they're running away with it. Uh, let's take a look. Gortat and Otto Porter are the two main guys in this one. They're going for 12 and 11 points. John Wall, his normal nine points, six assists, and three rebounds in the first half. Otto Porter's up to a plus 22 plus minus in this game. Uh, so, you know, this is a game that looks like the Wizards are running away with at home. Uh, I, I, you know, I haven't been keeping a close eye on this one. But, you know, this is, I don't think I will be from this point either because it just looks ugly. Um, the Pistons just retook the lead on Cleveland. We're kind of doing a rapid-fire here th- thing here. Uh, it's fun. 
you know, I get to keep you updated. If you don't have league pass especially, it's it's really nice. But even if you do have league pass and you're focused on one game, maybe listening, it's always nice to be able to hear this while while you're watching your main game. Um, looks like Minnesota's caught up a little bit to the heat in this game. Let's check the stat lines on Carl Anthony Towns. He's got two points and three rebounds, opposed to Hassan Whiteside, who's got six points and five rebounds. So through the first through the first quarter, it does look like Hassan Whiteside's winning that battle. As many of you know, I'm not a huge fan of Hassan Whiteside. I don't think I ever will be. I, I don't buy into the hype of a guy who can't get assists, especially when you're getting double-teamed a lot of the time. And he's the type of guy who's going to come with three rebounds, but he's going to get lost a lot on defense. And and that's what so many people in the NBA world today don't understand, and it's incredibly frustrating. Somebody can go out and average two steals a game. Steph Curry did it last year. And this isn't because I'm a Steph Curry hater. It's just my best example that's off the top of my mind. He, you know, with, with averaging two steals, he's still one of the worst point, point guard defenders in the league. Uh, he will not guard the best, the best guard on the court. That duty will always be given to either Clay Thompson or Draymond Green. He will. I mean, he he will not. If he's on a fast break, even <laughs> I see this a few times, and it makes me laugh just about every time. If he's on a fast break and he sees, you know, the point guard. If he sees two guards, he will put his hand up like somebody come help, please. I need your help. I cannot guard this guy. I'm not good enough. <laughs> it's just. I mean, that's just that's just something that comes with it. Now he's still a top ten player in the NBA. Uh, He's still the second-best point guard in the NBA. I repeat, the second-best point guard in the NBA behind star-worthy performance of Russell Westbrook. Um, looking around the world in the NBA, here, let's let's go ahead and preview this Nuggets-Pelicans game. Probably the most unintriguing game of the night. Let's just go at it real quick. we got the 5-5 five and five Denver Nuggets versus the 1-9 New Orleans Pelicans. Now, rarely will you ever see a 1-9 team and say they're the best team in this matchup. But I really do believe the Pelicans, even with the injury, should come out of this. They're missing Tyree Gavins, Kendrick Perkins, Norris Cole, and Quincy Bond. Um, on the Nuggets side, if we're, if we're throwing out the injury excuse, Kenneth Reed, he might not play. He's got a bad back right now. He seems like the type of guy who's going to come in and play, though. Uh, if it's a maybe, it seems like he's definitely going to play. Uh, but I, I got the Pelicans in this one. One and nine. They're going to have to go on some crazy run if they want to make the playoffs. I'm talking a 40-win, 10-loss, 50-game stretch. It's going to have to be that way in the Western Conference. One and nine start kills you in the West. If it was the East, this team would be, still be in it. I mean, they'd need to get a little bit hot, but they wouldn't have to go anything crazy. They might have to go, you know, 30 and 20, something close to that. You go 30 and 20 in the Eastern Conference after starting one and nine. You're 31-29. That's a playoff team, or that's on pace to be a playoff team. So, you know, that's a team that, that really uh, is going to – they're going to have to do something insane. And it's uh, you wish the – you really wish the conferences were even, but they're not going to be. They never will be. And the West is not always going to – the West is not always going to dominate, but, you know, it'll be the East at some point. But right now, when it, when it does happen, it's just frustrating watching the team that – like the Suns the past few years. The Suns team would have made the playoffs, I think, the last two years in the East. Um, but we we got about a minute left in the show, so let's let's get – or let's – I'm oh, sorry. I clicked the wrong button. Let's uh, – I really appreciate you guys all listening. Uh, you know, we, we got a show tomorrow. This will be back. It will be me and Chris for the first time this week. 
Um, you know, it was my first show. I really enjoyed hosting it, guys. Um, it, it, it's, it's a great experience. You know, anytime Chris doesn't get to be here in the future, I will be here. Anytime I'm not there, of course, Chris will be there. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the calls in. I appreciate Chris calling in. We still want to get rid of 2K. Got about 30 seconds left here, so I'm just going to get a quick out in the FanDuel studio. We, we want to get rid of 2K. Call in. Answer the question tomorrow or tweet us tonight. Let's get it done. Let's get you guys on. Uh, but as I say every night, first of all, thank you guys once again. I hope you have a great night. Let's have a great night, a great night of basketball. But peace.